Hello. Hello. Uh, we're still no laughing matter. Uh, bit of backstory. Uh, those of you who follow on Twitter will know we're on a podcast recording marathon today. We are. Uh, 46 miles of podcasting goodness. To you, this will play out over weeks. And months. <laughs> yeah. This could be Christmas by now. To us, it feels like <laughs> we've been sat in the same room now for three hours and. I don't, I'm not bored of your company, it's just the room is really getting to me. It is getting smaller the longer we're here. And I do, we seem to have this tendency of kind of opening podcasts with just a real downer and kind of, you know, right, we're in Aim Low Productions, just don't expect great things. <laughs> we're very tired. But uh, I'm feeling I'm, I've hit my third wind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that smell is in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm feeling pretty good. I've been yeah. up since five o'clock. I've had some cafetiere coffee, which was very tasty, and I look forward to the we next one. Some more, some more after lunch. We need yes. some more coffee. Yeah, coffee for lunch. Um, and we've we've done. Um, we chatted for one hour and forty-five minutes about World War Z. Yep. And we're going to do a lot more brief, concise. Um, I like to, yeah. Man of Steel because there's not. Not as much to talk about. Uh, we've, I mean, uh, Aimlo's already blogged about it, and you know. So I'm going to guess when you actually when you see the podcasts on the Aimlo Pro website, yeah. it will say um, we haven't put them up yet, but it'll say something like uh, World War Z review, one hour forty five minutes, Man of Steel review, twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and people are going to look at that and think, right, okay, so obviously you didn't like Man of Steel that much. And to put the record straight, no, I didn't. Um, well, I did, but I wrote the blog. Well, then we've got uh, something to talk so about. We do, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you said something very plucky on World War Z, which you may have already heard, that actually it's imperfect, but you love something for its all its imperfections. Yeah, I do. That's how I felt about Man of Steel, and I sort of feel like this is going to be shorter because it's it's nearly a reverse of our roles mm, yeah. <laughs> on World War Z, I think. So when I'm the one who was uh, just squirting all over World War Z in the last one, <laughs> you're right. you took a drink of water just as I said <laughs> yeah, that, didn't you? I forgot how to, uh, <laughs> how to drink. <laughs> how does drinking work? So yeah, yeah. I um, enjoyed yeah. World War Z and you were kind of, you were the devil's advocate in the last yeah. one. I think it's going to be a Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to throw the devil's advocate in there. Um, um, and then this time you you loved Man of Steel. I found it fairly laughable. Okay. But I will explain why. I have evidence and charts okay. and graphs. Well, do you want to go? Do you want to go first? Because my my thoughts and feelings are kind of on the blog. I think so. You just want me to say like the smallest thing, so you can turn around and say that's complete bullshit. You're no, wrong. No, that's fine. Well, like it is what you did to me on <laughs> World War Z. But yeah, that is true, actually. <laughs> no worries. No worries. You okay. Go. Like Man of Steel, it, it was. It's a loud film. Yep. Give me that. It is loud. There's a lot of loud, loud noises, and it's very loud. <laughs> Do you get? Yeah, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm not really going anywhere. I've, um, kind of, I've got there. I'm at my destination of it being a loud film, and it—that's what I take away from the film. And I don't know if that kind of speaks volume, but you know, there's certain things that I kind of took away from Man of Steel. The fact it is quite a loud movie, hmm. and um, uh, quit measuring your dicks, Nikon. Which were the five words I used to sum up the film in an earlier podcast. Yeah. I think the bottom line, and in all honesty, there was a lot of that film that I did find quite laughable where it shouldn't have been laughable. Mm-hmm. But saying that, there were some things that I thought were brilliant. I think Henry Cavill was born to play Superman. Yeah. I was re- I'm really surprised by that. He was buff as hell. Yeah, he, cha- he trained with the uh, Jim Jones uh, people who did 300. Which is no surprise. It shows. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. he hated it as well. Jess was telling me he absolutely hated having to get up to do the exercise. Yeah, yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, he must have put in a load to get that role. 
But um, well, the the thing was he the the reason he had to do that was he for a cold night of day, in which didn't do very well. John McClane played his dad, who was a spy. Did you ever see uh the film? Was it Adoption or? No. Adapt- it was with Taylor Lautner, and it was. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I know the one you mean. Same though. plot as that with Henry Cavill. And... Is that the one where he takes his shirt off? <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> Just assume it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I saw it advertised. Did I watch it? Are you, are you fucking crazy? What did you see? Did you see the film advertised? Yeah, I'm aware it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That film, but and he had to get out of shape for that. So this was the thing. So he, I saw a really good interview ah, right. with him yeah. on. Um, uh, I think it was on the BBC where he was on the radio and he was saying you know I just got out of shape for that film when I auditioned for Superman I didn't think I was going to get it because I was in the costume mm. with this belly <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know and he felt a bit embarrassed and a bit do you know what I mean and it was a re- uh, it was a replica of the Christopher Reeves suit mm. so you know it wasn't <laughs> it weren't pretty so he was kind of like I'm so not going to get this so I think that's probably why he yeah. like, you know what I mean he was a brilliant Superman I mean um just to kind of get straight to it, a few things I didn't like. The film was sponsored by Nikon, and they weren't ashamed of that fact. I don't even know if the film was sponsored by Nikon. Mm. If it wasn't, then the kind of directors at Nikon, that well-known camera company, were probably just <laughs> all over themselves at the free advertising. If you want to got. send us anything? That's, that's yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we'll, quality. Talk about, we'll talk about you every time. Lovely quality products. Yeah. Um, but it's... I mean, I know the barest minimum about cameras, but it's just kind of like you've got an off-the-shelf Nikon camera. You go to where it's sub-zero, Absolutely sub zero, but she still puts on her cute, you know. Uh, is it Lana Lang or Lois Lane? Lois Lane. Who's Lana Lang? She's one out of Smallville, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah I, I get confused. They all blended <laughs> to one. <laughs> so Lois Lane puts on, you know, a cute little parka yeah, and yeah. little hat, and it's fine. Sub zero, kiss my ass. But there was just that bit took a lot away from yeah, yeah. what should have been a powerful scene. It was the discovery of the Fortress of Solitude yeah. uh, as seen through a Nikon lens. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was the wrong time, to, you know. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, I suppose I chuckled. I suppose, and I, I did recognise that. And I'm big on, not big on, but like, uh, you know, product placement is something that's, you know, I've looked into. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you shouldn't notice it. Yeah, it should be effortless. And I think actually, but then again, Lois Lane is a journalist. She was always going to carry a camera around, mm. you know. And actually, that scene would have always taken place with a camera. Yeah. Whether it was a Nikon, a Canon, a Sony, any other camera companies, <laughs> other camera you know, companies are what available. A bid for our, yeah, our we, we're not. We wish yeah. we were sponsored by. We're not Nikon. selling out. We're buying in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So that we don't have to do these full days anymore. <laughs> anyway, these twelve-hour recording yeah. sessions. But the fact I noticed it, man, it was a bit blatant. I think other people have noticed it yeah, as yeah. well. And, and it wasn't just that as well. The the IHOP. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that. But, but I tell you what, we're sat here chatting about it, so, you know, it worked. It did kind of work. The fact we don't have any IHOPs in the UK is a bit of wasted money on our part. Mm. But, um, oh, I was actually, I was actually, I'm just bringing up the IMDB at the moment. I was actually just going to type in IHOP for some reason, so that's advertising dollars well spent. Other thing I didn't like, Amy Adams. Yeah. A bit worried about her being cast as it. Uh, my worries were founded. And it was from the moment... Really? Cast your mind back to the film. Right. Uh, oh, there we are. Man of Steel, right there. So cast your mind back to the film. So she's gone to this... UK biggest grocery thing of the week. Where's World War Z in that list? Why don't you bite my ass? We've no, already no. done the World War Z. No, no, I can't. All right. right. Okay. <laughs> Crap, we've got to fall out. <laughs> we've, got, we've got eight more hours to it go. It was Man of Steel <laughs> where Christopher Nolan was the producer. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I got confused. Just shut up about World War Z, we've done that. <laughs> alright, alright, okay. Sorry, go see World War Z. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so talking of films better than Man of Steel no again back on topic Amy Adams mm. that moment in the film when she's at that Canadian outpost and uh, those two guys are there I don't know if it's Canada somewhere cold and they're like you're a day early and she's like right let me get one thing straight I've got a vagina and we're in Canada so you can't fuck me around so quit measuring your dicks and those guys are like whoa alright I said you were a day early you know and you've just gone off on your period so chill out and I kind of thought oh you really <laughs> didn't like this <laughs> I didn't like her in it really? I thought I thought she was like, I really like. Were you going to say Lois great Lane. then? I wasn't going to say great. I thought she was good as Lois Lane. I didn't even think she was acceptable as Lois Lane. Really? Really? Wow! I didn't take that strong a like. No, I thought I. I was. All, I like Amy Adams. I yeah. really do. You know the film Enchanted? Yeah. I really like that film. I I'll love, say it. I love her in the fighter when she's rough and tumble and. No, I like Charlene. <laughs> I like her when she's a Disney princess. Yeah. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> no, no, no kind of justification there. Maybe that's why we're coming at this from. But it was just kind of like feisty to a degree of just being a cow and there was no chemistry at all between Amy Adams and Henry Cavill I I felt that actually once they kissed it ruined their kind of once it was sort of simmering under the surface it was fine there was nothing simmering I don't know he saved her life by he should have just forgot about her and all of a sudden she's tracking him down and that's chemistry that's not chemistry that's fucking creepy I really it's stalkerish I really cannot agree with you like you completely you weren't no holes barred in our last one and I feel like I'm I feel like I'm being browbeaten because this isn't an attack on you alright but it sounds like <laughs> it's an attack on everything you believe in yeah yeah exactly okay alright Amy Adams I didn't like um, what else no Henry Cavill I thought he was fantastic he and yeah. you know what it was his facial expressions yeah yeah they fit yeah completely I think it was really cool Brilliant. I loved it once he was do you remember when he uh, with the handcuffs yeah, where he, and he's like, "Why are you wearing the handcuffs?" He's like, "You know, well, yeah, they're arresting me." He's like, yeah. I, I, uh, "Why would you surrender to Zod?" It's like, "I'm not surrendering to Zod. I'm surrendering to mankind." There's a difference, you know, and yeah, uh, you know, whatever helps them feel safe. Yeah, I, I like that, and I and like he, that angle. And with it, you know, look, cards on the table, <laughs> and he just sort of snaps yeah. out of them. That was cool. Um, Let's talk about more things I didn't like. Why? I'm trying to balance the table. Oh, I just want to get it all out, okay. and then you can see right. the wounds. All right. uh, is it Kevin Costner? Yes. Kevin Costner was laughable. <sighs> no okay. kind of paternal instinct there, or the fact that he just kind of saunters off to the middle of a tornado to die, <sighs> basically, spoilers. for the sake of the dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's, there's spoilers. It'll be in, in the title. If you're here, we, we're, you're here for spoilers, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, if you're here, you've seen the film, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I just didn't I really really did not buy it maybe I didn't spend enough time with him to care yeah. about him as a character his point of view was so against my own and so closed minded mm. I couldn't relate to it I really couldn't he just his kind of point of view towards his kid was like don't fight back don't do anything out of the ordinary just just sit down shut the fuck up and do nothing and that's what that's the message I got whether that's the message he was trying to send and I didn't like it and when he wandered off into a middle of tornado to go and get sucked off by Mother Nature, I was fine with that. Your rebuttal. <laughs> oh my god! Like, is this how you? I have felt more things. I just. Dis- <laughs> I don't like. I. What can I say other than you didn't like it, and I thought it was great. Like, okay. I thought, you know, that moment in the trailer when uh, it was in the movie as well. You know, uh, you have to keep the side of yourself a secret. It's like, 
What's I supposed to do? Let him die? Maybe. No, no. He, uh, hang on. Let, Kevin me, Costner. let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> I had to sit there and keep my information. Right? Kevin I, Costner endorses the death of children on school buses. That's no, what I got from this film. Yeah, but the school bus accident wasn't his fault. He Kevin Costner didn't make the accident. All he is saying that Clark Kent has to toe the line and not respond. As Clark, as Superman says, his father was certain that if the world <laughs> found out who he was, they wouldn't be ready. And in the end, he's wrong about that opinion, but he has to wait. He becomes a man first. And, he, you know, but what about the scene in the bar when he, uh, when the guy yeah, starts Yeah, what about that? Why didn't he just break his nose? Because that's not Superman. Superman... Right, this is the... Right, hang on, hang on. This is the two sorts of things, right? Uh, I was really nervous when I was going to watch this film that they were going to make Clark Kent a pussy. I know you're going to say that they did make Clark Kent a pussy. No, they didn't. They really didn't. Right? But yeah, Clark Kent is mild-mannered, right? Mm. That does not mean he's stupid, he's an idiot, he's, you know... Uh, but do you remember at the end of Kill Bill? Kill Bill 2. Spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, uh, in which... The five finger... No, well, there's that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in which he says, Superman is really Superman when he's in the suit. Clark Kent is the act. I hate that. That is completely against... Clark Kent is not the act. Clark Kent is an extension of Superman. Particularly in a world in which they were showing Superman who was, you know, may have been an alien, but he was brought up on Earth. You know, he's more human than he is Kryptonian. And actually, you know, Clark Kent is this, you know, or Kal-El, which I love that they called him by his, you know, Kryptonian name because it was more all-encompassing. You know, Superman and Clark Kent are just things people call him. He is Kal-El. You know, that sort of towing the line between what's getting involved and what's not. And that's why, you know, at the end, Mm. you know, when he's going to kill Zod, you know, you 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 almost hear his father in his own oh, head I've going. Got plenty to say about he's that. going. You know what am I supposed to do? You know, let him die. Well, well, maybe. But so you know, I thought it was brilliant. It was soaked full of you know, a real relatable Superman. Mm. You know, a Superman that kind of towed the line. That really kind of, uh, you know, I want to help people, but I can't be seen. And you know, I'm an I'm an outcast. You know. Um, and then, you know, the kind of parallels of, you know, being the saviour of Earth, which they tried to do. Did you like Superman Returns? I don't really remember it. All I remember are a couple of the special effects, which were okay. Yeah, well, again, you know, we're now at a place where we can make Superman a reality. But, mm. I don't know, I, I thought it was great. I don't understand how... Like, No, you, you're doing a good job. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you shit, and you're, you know... Taking it, yeah. like a man, as you should. <laughs> like so, Clark no, Kent, if you will. Like in Clark the bar. Kent, if you would. So, okay, um, the chemistry between Amy Adams and Henry Cavill was just not there. Well, no, I think just because it wasn't, you know, because they weren't swooning at each other and there wasn't this obvious sexual tension doesn't mean they had no chemistry. Okay. I'd agree with you that the the reason I don't like when they kissed is because it completely kind of, it felt out of place. I don't even remember them kissing. I cared that little about ah. <sighs> Okay, all right. My brother saw this film before me and I spoke to him on the phone before we were going to see it. I mentioned we were going to see it. And I asked him what his thoughts were, and he said, well, basically, it's just two things. It's Superman throwing people through buildings, and then kind of the superpowers with the red eyes. And at the time, I was I was like you. I was young and naive. I defended it. I said, oh, no, you know, throwing out Zack Snyder, you know, Christopher Nolan, all these big no, names. those things didn't bother me, but go on, yeah, yeah. So it was, I was like, no, no, more that. And then I kind of watched it, and I knew exactly where it was coming from. Now, I love a good special effect. Yeah. I think if you... 
if it wasn't for special effects, then there wouldn't be films. It just everything would be a theatre production. Yeah. So you have these big CGI effects. Don't quite agree with you, but okay. Well, you're a you're a child of the theatre, so yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. touch that hornet's nest. But with the um, <laughs> Your Honour, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of the theatre. What have we delved into anyway? I don't so. know. Um, but it was throwing people through buildings was overused. Now, yeah, admittedly, um, when you're yeah, Superman, yeah, yeah. you're a super being, you know, there's a limit to the amount you do. Now, don't get me wrong, I thought the fight choreography was brilliant. Mm. Now, I don't know whose idea it was, but having the camera just a little bit lower, so you're looking up at them as they fight, gave the impression that these were bigger than mortal mm. people, like gods fighting, you know, because you yeah, were yeah. looking up at them from the point of view of a lower camera angle, and the actual fighting was relentless. But the Smallville fight is probably the best one. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I, yes. I love I love the fact there was a Smallville reference. Uh, Metropolis is thrown up very briefly mm. on a screen, but you kind of forget this is Metropolis, a made-up city, and the There's Luther vans. All the yeah, the Luther vans and the Wayne Tech uh, stuff as well. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't that's see clever. it in the cinema, but apparently a lot of the military says Wayne Enterprises on it. Oh, that's pretty clever. Uh, these are things you know. I yeah, love yeah, this yeah. about the film. Uh, the bad guy, General Zod, was a joke. I. Genuine question? Yeah. Again, I'm putting my hand up. I don't okay, know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the benefit of the podcast listeners. Um, I don't fully understand how the superpowers worked. Now, I assume when they're on Kryptonian, they don't have the flying the super strength. No. Now, this General Zarg Blarg and his team of Motley crew uh-huh. rock up onto Earth. They get out their spaceship, and within a couple of hours, they're flying and throwing shit through buildings. Explain to me. Because I didn't, I genuinely didn't understand. I thought you had to kind of be on Earth for quite some time, absorb the sun's radiation, instead of just kind of rocking up and just like, oh, I'm super strong now. No, the okay. I mean, again, it goes to like there are so Superman's been around for nearly seventy years, right? Um, and uh, it's do you know what I mean? And the comic when he started out in the comic books, he could just. He could leap tall buildings in a single bound. He couldn't actually fly. Hmm. And the more the comics kind of went on, the more they made up powers to kind of give him. Well, made up powers as yeah. assumed to what? Well, like it was it, when it started out, he he could move heavy objects, and he hmm. was super strong because the gravity on Krypton was much heavier. That's why he could jump very fast because he was stronger. Because his body is built for being on a planet with stronger gravity. I'm gonna I'm gonna science you on uh, this this. I love this. Logic and science are my they're my business, and I love them. Um, and uh, so when he's on Earth, he's a lot stronger, even as a baby, and he can jump and and then the jumping in the comic books turned into flying because he can defy Earth's gravity. Like in the film, he's doing the big jumps and then he flies. And then he learns to fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so when the General Zod and Co. So what were their real names? What? Oh, she did have a name, and she was awesome as well. The and nobody knows it. it because they don't talk about it in this film. They use her character name from the other one. This is the thing. Right. Her name wasn't really mentioned. She was just another female general. Right. But uh, in the old one, she did have a name that they don't call her in the this. old one. The uh, Superman Two with Christopher Reeves. Right. Okay. The other generals on. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, when do you remember when they had the masks on though? Yes. When they took the masks off and they were exposed to the sun and they can see, you know, 
then he started to get funny x-ray vision he started to get headaches he could hear yeah anything. yeah i remember that so that was being exposed to the sun and that was the atmosphere whereas the strength and the gravity and the flying right was come from, the from gravity. being kryptonian and being on a planet with a lower density than krypton you know what? you've actually explained that pretty well i'll go with that um, I'll, I'll give you that yeah it's my guess i'm sure we may get <laughs> we we may be inundated with a comment by <laughs> somebody <laughs> who knows more than me uh, telling me what what's what. No, I, I you know what but it I wasn't think, yeah. immediately obvious to no, me. But, but you've kind of yeah. you, you've spoon fed it to me, and all right, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, cool. yeah that's fine. Uh, oh, what else didn't I, I like? loved? I loved him as a child like struggling to like fit in, you know the world's too big mom She's oh my god I nearly my vomited voice. in my popcorn pretend oh. it's an island oh, the fact you're eating popcorn for it makes me <laughs> oh yeah actually pro cinema tip popcorn salted two bags of Maltesers mix them all up salty sweet tree that is so good to eat yeah <laughs> that was my favourite thing <laughs> if anybody wants to send this popcorn or Maltesers yeah, uh, please a, see canon that's for, uh, Odeon gonna, yeah, exactly. yeah, it was the Odeon popcorn and yeah. uh Anyway, Cabri- no, I don't but, but um, um, Russell Crowe was my favourite part in the entire film. I love I, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is my favourite part in most films, apart from Master and Commander, Robin Hood. Did you not like Master and Commander? Oh, I really liked Master and Commander. I didn't really watch all of it. I was just kind of. Just, I've w- w- watched all of it. It's like Paul of- Bettany as well. Who? Don't you dare! Oh. Don't you dare compare Master and Commander <laughs> to parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> Because you will find that will very quickly be somebody else sitting in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't go down that route. Let's just say I, I thought Russell Crowe was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, downloading consciousness was a bit of a... A weird one, yeah. It was a weird one. I'm downloading but myself into the PC because I'm a ghost. Ooh. It's, um, you know... It's good. But I, the thing when he had that and he was controlling the ship and like yeah, yeah. smashing things down, that was cool. Uh. And the whole... The mechanic of using like that kind of metal balls yeah it was good that was good from a special effect point of view made no sense you know I said I like a lot of logic Mm. and I think this is why I have trouble with certain superhero films yeah Superman Superman if you want logic in Superman you're gonna exactly I mean uh, Iron Man again there's just logic in there pushing it Captain America again I got on better with that one yeah yeah because I could buy I thought Captain America coming to terms with his powers was far more realistic yeah. infinitely much better that oh I'm an island and listen to my voice that was terrible was that your Sally Fields <laughs> I don't know who that was but I was watching I was cringing maybe it's because I'm due to yeah. be a parent I yeah. tell the teachers to get those other kids the fuck out of there for a start okay. it's like the world's too big mom I could almost hear Nelson from the Simpsons going ha ha yeah. when he said that because it was just laughable oh okay well I mean I just like that so much. I right. just give myself more energy to talk about the it. The thing I will say is that I, I again, it's not a perfect film. Right. I loved it. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. It gave me everything I wanted from that kind of film. It was great. But the fact, the the uh, the sort of success, if you like, for me, was in the fact that a, a Superman movie, somebody made those kind of decisive, brave bold decisions to do something with that film that might upset people and actually I'd appreciate that far more than I would something that was mediocre right okay um so do you know what I mean and I, I think I made my feelings well known in the blog post that you yeah. can check out and 
I just, do you know what I mean? The fact that we are here having this conversation, we're not just like, do you know what? It was really crap, or it was really mediocre, or it was really okay. Um, I'm gonna just, sorry, I've just seen that I've got the the background. Oh my god, you've got the Henry Cavill chest. Also, that S, oh, on our world, it doesn't stand for an S. It's, yeah, a, it's a fucking S. So it's you an have S. That, you have oh, it stands for cultures. hope and honour. No, it doesn't. It's an S. When they started Superman, it was an S. You're just coming in, you're making shit up. No, no, oh, no, that it's, was it. It's the house of L. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so what. So his name is L, but his logo's an S. No, but that's what happened in um in it was something from Superman, the ni- original nineteen seventy one. It's grammatical bullshit. Look, and the rest of them, I would I would completely agree with you. It's grammatical bullshit if um the rest of them kind of didn't have their own symbol. But Zod had his own symbol, and Zod's symbol looked like um uh, the Wu Tang. Clan. Yeah. A little, a little bit. Awesome. It kind of, it kind of had like that shit. I mean, I'm, I'm again <laughs> drawing it in the air on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I might draw it on draw, and then I, I don't know. Google it. Fucking draw it on paint. Google it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it had that kind of sway to it, and you're like, that's not your symbol. That's Wu Tang Clan. You know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. They all had their own hat. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's the thing. You know, it's an S. It's like, well, it's not an S on my symbol. It means help. Well, well, he, you you said exactly what Lois Lane said. <laughs> Well, here it's an S. Yeah. Oh my God, I relate to the character I dislike the most. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else in that film that. Um, see, I have to really kind of where we could go through our yeah, previous yeah. film and relive it. I'm really having to kind of rack my brains to try and. Oh yeah, that, that just, <laughs> there it is. Just the finale. It's got General Zod. I was expecting like you know something epic. Break his f-ing neck. Done. Next. It was a bit of a weekend then. Um, um, I mean, the thing was, your complaint was that another complaint you had was everything up to that point was showy and ridiculous and way too much. And then you said, what? And then at the end, it's just, that's weak. You expect certain things from superhero movies. And admittedly, I went in... I mean, this was on my wedding anniversary, so I, you know, I didn't go in there with a pessimistic view. I was feeling pretty good by this point, you know, yeah. and I was, you know, expecting a good film, a good time, and I just think it just changed pace so drastically. They were throwing each other through God. How big is Metropolis? It's pretty big. Pretty big. It's enormous. When you think of how big London is, and I'm including out of London, you know, and that's our capital city. I know, you know, cities in America are even bigger. Metropolis is enormous, and it's all city centre as well. There's no suburbs. It just they're throwing them through buildings. It's all very dramatic, and then at the very end, it just kind of. And that's it. <laughs> you know, there's um, no kind of. It's not really graceful. And uh, sorry, just the one last thing. <laughs> shut the hell up. I've had to put my hands in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing. I just moaning on the internet. Eh? Who does it? Um, the last thing I just want to talk about, General Zod, he says, like, everything I have done is for the good of Krypton. Every action I've taken... Do you remember that line? Every yeah, yeah. action I take is I know, love that, for the good it of was, the Kryptonians. And then we find out it's because he's genetically programmed that way. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Everything he does, everything, everything he does for the good of Kryptonians. Well, all the Kryptonians have just been killed. Uh, you know, the, the Codex is gone. The, you so, know, the, the things happen. Uh, I'm just going to fuck up Clark Kent now. Because you know, it's for the good of Krypton. It kind of he it was hoisted on his own petard then. And what was the other thing he said? Uh, this can only end one way: I die or you die. It's not really. Um, I, I'm honestly that's all I'm going to say about the negative stuff. Things I didn't like. 
more importantly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I have, uh, I feel a much less skewed view of how the film went. Would be Russell Crowe was amazing. He was amazing. Why wasn't the mum there as well? Uh, it's kind of a superhero trope that they're kind of single parent things. But there was, they weren't single parents because <laughs> was she killed? No. Well, yeah, but after he was, oh. he died first. Well, I, I would have liked her to be there as well. I think. Personally. Yeah, it could be. It could get a little bit Harry Potter though. Yeah, but uh, again, it could get a little bit Spider-Man if it's just him on his own. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair so enough. Fair enough. That was it. I mean, didn't take me out of the movie. God, didn't you are crusading me. for women's rights but, today, aren't you? <laughs> but I think it, that would have been cool. And yeah. I have heard some other people say it as well. No, that's true. I, it hadn't uh, crossed my mind, but you're right. Actually, you are. Right. Um, you know, and I would I wouldn't take anything away from Russell Crowe. I just think she could also have been there and been working. There was room the same. for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. Especially if you've got Lois Lane there as well. I just feel that mm. you know. Have you heard of the Bechtel test? No. Our listeners may not have done because there are our listeners. <laughs> um, Whoa. Yeah. I'm gonna go out of a limb. Whoa. I think it's called the Bechtel test. Again, we may be inundated with a comment from my girlfriend. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's when in a movie it's a really good thing you can start doing are there two female characters that have names do these two female characters talk to each other if they do do they talk to each other about anything other than men right okay Um, I think World War Z just about passes the Bechtel test whereas uh, Man of Steel they don't talk to each other I don't think does so in order to pass the test you have to answer yes to all three questions When well, World War Z, you've got Sagan and you've got his wife, but they never speak to each other. No, but you've then got the kids that have names, and they're two girls, and they speak together into the mother. Oh, yeah, so they talk about things other than men. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose in this case, there's Ambinos and asthma. So what, are you saying in this film it doesn't? Uh, no, Man of Steel doesn't pass that. There's only one female character in it with a name. Uh, the mother has a name, but pff, I can't remember it. And that real uh, Martha. Shitty, oh, yeah, it's Martha and Jonathan Kent, isn't it? And there's that real shitty female captain who kind of shows up a bit towards the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who basically I is... I think he's hot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. a captain in the US Army. I didn't even realise she was... Imp- I thought she was just in the room when things were happening. And uh, General Zod, uh, the other general, the woman. She's really cool. That's true, yeah. And she was good, you know. I mean, it, it was a no point because she you know. But, again, it didn't pass the Bechtel test. But I just thought mm. it'd be interesting to say, because after you said I'm crusading... Uh, be interesting. No, that's true. I will keep my eye out for that now. That's uh, worth. Yeah, it's quite an interesting little thing. And the more you think about it, and you think about films you like, the less as movies well. don't pass it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Lord yeah. of the Rings don't pass it. Well, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm flying the flag for Man of Steel. I really enjoyed it. I thought that you know, but I a movie that you know has give people such strong opinions mm. is only for the greater good of films rather than you know it being great itself in a way I think what I took away from this film is that I need to stop measuring my dick and invent a (laughs) button that actually presses all the way in without you having to kind of complete a second action because that apparently causes a lot of problems are you talking about the The little thing and you kind of you push it in and it'll go so far and then then stop and then you have to do the rest and actually I am changing pace I talk about my wife a lot and she actually brought up something and she asked me to bring this to your attention today to my attention to your attention wow so, from, um, from Jessica 
Don't make it yourself, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, now, she doesn't listen to these, even though she says she will. So I'm going to force this one down because <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm name-dropping her specifically. Jess, this one's for you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to strangle me, are you? <laughs> I'm loving the podcast, but the other one's got to go. <laughs> Well, this one's ma- for you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Am I married to Marlon Brando in your mind? This ends in one way: either I die or you die. You're just gonna break my neck and then kneel on the floor. <laughs> okay. <Come on! laughs> right. Okay. Now this, uh, she pointed this out. We both haven't discussed it yet. I don't know if you've noticed can I have it. Order? Professional, much? Of course you can. So, um, basically, Sorry. one of the kind of main finale points of the film uh-huh. is the fact that there's the um, shadow engine, shadow vortex. Basically, What's there's something doing? in Clark's ship okay. that needs to be brought into contact with the, the world engine. Oh, yeah, the the pod that brought him to Earth as a baby. Yeah, basically, there's something in that that needs to be brought into contact with something in the world engine to destroy it, create a black hole, Bob, you know, Robert's father's brother. They put Superman's plane on the ship, on this plane, right? And they fill it with Lois Lane, the general, quite a few army people. Now, was their plan to fly it into the Earth machine? Because to all intents and purposes, that's what it looks like. And if so, why the fuck was Lois on there, the general, and everyone else? Was it a suicide mission from the start? No. No. But that's that's exactly what it looked like. That's how it ended. Right. What were they planning on doing? Landing on it and pushing it off? Uh, Not landing on it, but dropping it like a bomb. Out of the back of the ship, so that's why Isn't when they that get extremely that's why imprecise. when they get close, the back opens and they put the thing in. Uh, yeah, but they didn't have much choice, and it only becomes a suicide woman once that mission, once the the woman gets onto the plane, and that's when he says what she said to him about I can't remember the exact line now. Some cheesy crap, kind yeah. of like you know, res- kind of a soldier's death is the greatest. There'd be no gift. greater death, and he yeah. puts the thing in the, to save Earth. Well, even so, that's a pretty dick move. Because to all intents, all right, I see what you're saying, but to a casual and Lois, observer, Lois like was myself, on the plane because uh, General Zod had demanded her as like a bargaining chip. On so General Zod needed to find out where the baby ship was, right? Um, and so he managed to get that information from Lois Lane because he knew that uh, Superman would never give it to him, which was why right. she was there. But then while on that ship, when she uploaded Russell Crowe. <laughs> 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 when she, when she, I'm like, something so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Have I turned you? Have you seen the hilarity in this? When, when, so when she uploaded Russell Crowe like a torrent into the. Well, I don't know. It was basically a memory stick. Do you know what I really wanted? Russell trying to say at some point, your trial version has expired. In order to continue, pay $9.99. I just have dollars on Krypton. <laughs> um, when, uh, when, she, when, she, when she uploaded off the Superman memory stick, <laughs> which you can probably totally buy, which I'm certain you can get, into the, by Nikon. into the hard drive of the Kryptonian ship, Russell Crowe told her how to turn that baby ship into a bomb. And that's why she had to go and do it. But she didn't have to be there if they're just going to push it off and drop it on the world engine. Well, no, but she had to turn it into the the thing that was a bomb. But did she have to do that on the plane? Couldn't they do it and then put it on the plane and then she could stay on Earth? Well, yeah, but then couldn't 
Russell Crowe have, do you know what I mean, uploaded it to the it internet. It seems like right? unnecessary danger, but I think during the film I cared so little about her. That I was fine really, with yeah. it. It was just mentioned afterwards. But anyway, uh, yes, Jessica, there is a reason why uh, she's not on. a good one, she's but on it's the there. Well, it's a bit, you know. Anyway. What I've done, I've I've brought up some of more of the IMDb reviews because there is a good place to have a look to kind of get a general temperature check for kind of what people think of it. Mm-hmm. So just while I'm looking through them, do you want to throw down any final nuggets you have about the film? Uh, it divided people, and in a world of mediocrity, something that was... Uh, Sorry, did you mean... In a world yeah. of mediocrity. In a world of mediocrity, something this remarkable can divide people. Um, it was a, a studio, didn't play it safe. And that's what I, I liked about it. Because they went out on a limb, so they had things I loved, things that weren't perfect, and... People are talking about it. People are talking about the politics of it, you know? Like you were saying, if I have my child, I'm not going to teach them that moral lessons. Okay. I'll give you that. I'm actually just I'm looking through the reviews here, and I think, and this is similar to as it was World War Z, we are a pretty good measure of the internet. Right. If I, I'm, I'm going to put that out there as yeah. a title. We are the internet. Who, now, the <laughs> who the F cares about the critics from Movie Geek 218... Uh, but what I'm more interested in, looking at the review, so we've got a 9 out of 10 there. Uh, 10 out of 10, the world's greatest superhero gets the movie he deserves. Yep, I'd agree 10 with that. out of 10. What defines perfection? Bit much. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we come down 1 out of 10, one of the stupidest movies ever made. Uh, so I just want to have a look through this one. Oh, okay, so we're going to ignore the three nice ones. <laughs> no, I'm just going to, what I want to do, I'm just going to okay. throw out a couple of the points here, and you're pretty good at this. You're just going to explain why this is wrong sweet okay awesome. can you do that I you like that. this yep. you <laughs> like this okay let's start with a really basic one the planet Krypton is going to be destroyed and no one can be saved except one baby presumably because they don't have any spacecraft what's the problem well it just sound a bit stupid if the entire planet's being destroyed they just get one baby off because that's the only ship you see leaving oh yes but um, they'd they'd already they'd they had they had already tried uh, you know, the reason that ship was there in the Fortress of Solitude was that they'd already tried going to other planets to see if they could live there. Right. And that program was shut down. Uh, it was only uh, uh, Jor-El, Superman's dad, who saw the problem with mining the core of the Earth out and then what was going to happen. Mm. And also, the, the people who make uh, people in Krypton are genetically programmed in some way to serve... Krypton, and therefore within that genetic programming means that that race is ultimately doomed to kill itself because people like General Zod are just trying to protect Krypton, which means he goes up to the council and just kills them all because he thinks that's protecting Krypton because they've ruined Krypton, mm. whereas they've ruined Krypton because they need to be providing Krypton with resources. It sounds like a political manifesto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, it it's, sounds, and, yeah. It, and it's and it's really interesting that this planet has destroyed itself. And so Jor-El, seeing the issue with this society, has a baby that has free will and isn't genetically programmed to do anything and sends that baby off into space because he's a scientist, and I'm presuming it's his genetic code to... Um, to come up with new innovative ideas for new technologies and actually most of the planet is sort of going to get amongst each other because General Zod is taking it over and that's when he sends the baby off okay alright 
I'd call that one a draw. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, evil pegging with Dom and the internet. <laughs> Dom and the internet. It's Dom versus the internet. Right, what else we got? Clark just happens to hear about some top secret eye stinging and somehow knows to go there. Well, I suppose X-ray vision. Maybe. And he's got super hearing as well. Yeah, so he that's heard how he hears about people it. are in trouble from like thousands of miles away. Yeah, he heard about some top secret ice digging, but it doesn't explain how he knew where to go. It could be anywhere in the world. Literally. He's also got X-ray. Yeah, but if yeah, I'll, I'll give it X-ray if, vision. But if but if you've <laughs> sorry. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> went, no physical contact. Um, if you've got X-ray vision and you can also so like, uh, there's this top secret base. I can't talk to you in this private conversation that I'm sure nobody else can hear about where it is. So he's heard what it is. He's got X-ray vision so he can see into the ice. Uh, of course he knows where it is. I think that's ridiculous. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right, okay. Jor-El steals the Codex, which apparently contains the DNA of the Kryptonian race. There are no backup copies. But then I suppose that's quite tenuous, well, isn't no, it? Well, no, but he steals... But the backup copy... The reason there's no backup copies is because I'm assuming the backup copy was on the planet that was destroyed. He saved one copy, so now there's no backup because the planet's been destroyed. Okay. I'm sure there was a backup on Krypton, but it died with the planet. Alright, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Okay, Dom 1, Internet 0. Dom 2, Internet 0. Dom 1, and I'm generous. Why? Because I got the first one right as well. You said you Well, the that. ice digging, I wasn't really going to give it to you because no, it was a pretty. Not, not the ice statement. digging, the one before oh, that. Oh, that was a draw. Okay, 2 1. Alright, happy? Yeah. yeah. In this imaginary contest with a, a non sentient being. The stairs going back and forth, the stairs that have not been. Okay. When Clark is taken to General Zod ships, he loses his powers because he needs the gases in Earth's atmosphere to gain and retain his powers. Right. Do yep. you agree? Uh, it, it depends what they say next. Flying through space. Right, what's the, what's the point? Well, you need the Earth's atmosphere to keep and retain his powers. When he's taken out the Earth's atmosphere, very quickly starts losing his powers on Zod ships. Gets quite weak. But he loses... Out in space... Yeah. He loses the powers due to the atmosphere, not space atmosphere. There is no atmosphere in space. Well, exactly. So he... So when he's in space, he should lose his powers. But when... No, no, I don't think so. Not quite. Because... Because he can... Because he can control how far away he is from Earth's gravity. He never went too far. It's why Superman can't just go and fly to another planet. Does that not make sense? It makes no sense. Okay, so... He got, he got most of his. I, but did you see him use? He didn't use like the X-ray vision or anything like that. In but because, right. So when we build a spaceship, we build a spaceship with Earth's atmosphere inside of it. So something that survived in space would find it tricky to survive in our spacecraft. Right. And because Superman was brought up on Earth, he found it tricky to survive in a Kryptonian atmosphere. Yet, once he was in space, he was neither in an Earth nor Kryptonian atmosphere. So it doesn't really matter because he's still absorbing the sun's rays. And it's the sun's radiation that gives him his powers, not the the actual Earth's atmosphere. Is that the same as when he um flying into the gravity beam at the end? Yeah. Where his power shouldn't exist, uh, because it's creating conditions like that of Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um, he just does it anyway. He just flies up into it. But he does find it difficult to start with, and he has to dig deep and really push himself to. Okay. There, there, like don't the tension is palpable in this room. I tell you what, it's hanging there like a cloth. No, no, that's that's a perfectly good argument. But I, I agree that's not shot or in the film. But it doesn't. I don't think it's 
it's a point enough that the film is ruined. Do you know what I mean? As mm. in, like, he does find it difficult. Maybe you're saying he should have found it more difficult than he should have done. Fine, I'm saying he could as well. Mm. But he did find it difficult. That's why when it when he ends up underneath it, actually in the atmosphere, he's stuck and he's hit, yeah. he hits the floor and he's like he is in the Kryptonian ship. And he actually you see him sort of really push himself to stand up and then and then just fly up and mm. kick its ass. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the last few ones that are a bit. There's no real kind of explanation. Okay. Just a bit stupid. Uh, uh, what have we got? Martha Kent is violently flung 20 feet or more, but she's completely unhurt, even though she's elderly, and even a simple fall should have been damaging. Yeah, That's just movie yeah, rules, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, when Superman and Zora are fighting, they fly. Oh, this one's a good one. They fly a great distance and end up falling through the ceiling of somewhere that looks like Grand Central Station. After a few seconds, Lois Lane suddenly appears out of nowhere because she should be in that scene. I can't remember the scene enough to kind of. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I believe that's them. Fine. I'm sure that sounds fine. That happens all the time in films. In a hard La- in the in the Lion King, when he has to go back to like. Oh, cheap trick! Don't pick on Disney just because you don't oh, have an answer. Uh, okay, no, no. All right, not. last one. I'm flagging up another example. I'll give you, you the last. One. This has been a very testosterone fueled podcast, hasn't it? <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. Right, last one. In a heartwarming bunny ears scene at the end, Jonathan Kent sees young Clark playing with a cape and gets all misty-eyed. How did he associate a kid playing with a cape with anything at all? Why would a cape signify something to him? It wouldn't. Well, parents never get misty-eyed when their kids play with anything, do they? <laughs> parents are cold, heartless <laughs> When parents see their kids playing, they never find that amusing whether they're playing with a cape, a rock, a stick. You know, they hate it. Why would he get misty-eyed? I <laughs> that Thomas Kent. <laughs> Listeners can obviously tell that the, uh, the the mood of the podcast is. So, are, are you all right? Genuinely, are you okay? I've, I I do want to shake your hand because I've spent the best part. Of, well, it's over three quarters of an hour now. We said this was only <laughs> twenty minutes. Yeah, so. the longest twenty minutes. I've spent twenty minutes, twenty minutes, forty-five minutes attacking a film you love. Yeah, and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't. It's this character building. I was I was playing the devil's advocate. You know. <laughs> They've spit in my drink, <laughs> and you know you kind of took it all. You you obviously you love the film. You paid a lot of attention. You kind of answered pretty much all my, you know, digs at the film, and we didn't nearly come to blows at some point, <laughs> didn't we? Well, fisticuffs, not blows. Oh, sorry, <laughs> fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah. We had a little uh, scuffle. If we were blows, it would have been a very different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right, the tone is lowered. I am out. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> 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 That's it. I've <laughs> on your movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Good night. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just going to sum it up like we normally do when we talk about movies. Uh, I'm going to sum it up. Uh, Zack Snyder, don't use Amy Adams and make better Superman films. Uh, Zack Snyder, don't use anybody. Treat everybody the same. <laughs> don't just use people. Um, thoroughly entertaining. I think, yeah, finally a complex interesting character gets a complex interesting movie to back him up with that does resort to just smashing up buildings at the end <laughs> it feels like the apprentice bordering because I want to say things it's like can I just no, say no, something no, no, no. no I've had enough you're finished no, but, right uh, just, I can explain honestly uh, no enough talking right Jack Michael Caine honestly <laughs> Jack I don't know with you like you're going to cause me a lot of trouble but it wasn't me it was <laughs> over there I just didn't do uh, anything no shut up <laughs> Well, I think that when we we start quoting The Apprentice, I think yeah, I just take it, uh, it's the end. We're I'm still, happy to draw a line into that. You we're know still what? friends, listeners. This isn't the last ever. No laughing matter. Um, 
Why is there a queue of people with job applications outside <laughs> the door? That was quick. The I tweeted what you really <laughs> <laughs> while I was ranting. No, uh, um, it was. You know what? It wasn't a bad film. Yeah, I know. I've kind of I've digged into it, but it's because it was purely to get a rise out of me. <laughs> yeah, and the film was fun. If mm-hmm. nothing else, it was fun. It's not perfect, like one reviewer thinks. In fact, there's a lot wrong with it. Far from perfect, yeah. But it was it was fun. I I ate my popcorn and Maltesers. It didn't ruin my wedding anniversary. <laughs> so yeah, a fun film, but awesome. I I I'm never gonna watch it again or watch the sequel. But you know, hey ho. Uh, I think we'll let it there. Yeah, I, I love you, man. Absolutely, it's. I love you. Just don't look at me. <laughs> oh. And we'll see you all for the next podcast. <laughs> yes. uh, many thanks for listening. Uh, just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. At from... AimLowPro. Uh, you can also check out, uh, depending on what you're listening to, check out our website, www.aimlowpro.com. Uh, nice. Uh, I've actually been given administration rights to that website now. So <laughs> expect a drastic downturn in quality. <laughs> and uh, what else have we got? Uh, what pies do we have our fingers in? <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um... No, that's it at the moment. That's all you can check out, really. Any content's going to be on the main site. So if you're if you're if you're wanting more, aimlowpro.com. Have a look. Yep. And thanks for listening. Bye bye.